<laughs> we love it when it works like it's supposed to, or we think it does. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just had to double check the privacy and make sure it was public and I wasn't like yeah. broadcasting privately again. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the Homeschool Teacher's Lounge. This is episode nine. Misty, can you believe we have been doing this for nine whole episodes? <laughs> that means that it's been nine weeks of homeschooling already. So whew. I know. I have know, we accomplished that, that much? It does feel good. But I, it's like, uh, it could go, go yeah, both ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so happy that you're here today. I am Pam Barnhill and I have the Your Morning Basket podcast and the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Um, you can find all of that at pambarnhill.com. And I help homeschoolers bring more truth, goodness, beauty, and delight to their homeschool days. And this is my very good friend, Misty Winkler. Hello. Yes, I am Misty Winkler and I blog and podcast at simplyconvivial.com. And convivial means doing life cheerfully together, basically. So I write and talk about homeschooling and homemaking, kind of managing all those pieces of life uh, without overwhelm or perfectionism. So, yeah, so much fun. So much fun. Okay, so managing life. How has your life been going this week? <laughs> How you been managing that there, Misty? <laughs> Well, as far as life goes, I'm not homeschooling. I did organize my pantry last week. I, I had to expand it because the space was that I had was just not big enough for the canned goods and it just got messy too quickly. So I got to buy white plastic containers at Target. I had an excuse oh, to do fun. that. I love doing that. <laughs> love it. Love it. So that was my life management last week and homeschooling went decently well. Um, there were about two days where it was at the end of the day and I realized that we hadn't done Latin, but okay. by the end of the week, we caught it up. So we managed. Why does Latin fall through the cracks? Uh, it's because it fits best right between morning time and class time, which is a hard time to get everyone um together well it depends on if morning time is delayed then we don't have enough time or if um yeah the kids want you know they want help on their math you know other things pop up and then it is after class time and then it's lunch and then it's like oh we had other things to do today i thought we were done with school for the day <laughs> good week. Um, good. I'm trying to like think like nothing really stands out as uh, like really sticking in my head. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, we didn't, we haven't done Japanese today. <laughs> the little one <laughs> snuck away from me and he actually loves Japanese, but we didn't do it. So yeah. So being consistent and stuff like that, you know, like math, it's easy to be consistent in math. Math is just kind of there and you do it, but uh, those foreign languages and things like that, it's a little bit harder. So yeah, you reminded me, we totally didn't do Japanese today. <laughs> and then sometimes things like uh, getting the right supplies messes up. So yeah. we're supposed to be making cheese for our chemistry class. Uh -huh. A lot of fun. 
But, you know, so much of the milk these days is ultra pasteurized. It doesn't make cheese. So we need to go to the dairy in the next town over. Fortunately, we have a place close by where you can buy milk that is not ultra pasteurized. I think I said something last Thursday, like, okay, this needs to be like a driver's ed field trip. You need to drive over and get the cheese, like it's all, or get the milk because it's all back country roads and then we can make the cheese. And I think they still haven't done it. So it's like, <laughs> I'm moving on with the science. We'll see how long it takes us to getting to making the cheese. But the biggest hit last week, I think, at our house was uh, I remember that I had a molecular model kit tucked Ooh. away. Um, and so I brought it out during science and they started building, I think the first thing they built was, uh, a molecule of caffeine. That's a fun and, one. <laughs> yeah. So they had so much fun with it. And then they, so it's been out every single day in science since then. And like any of the, so we're doing kitchen chemistry. And so we're talking about the different molecules. Uh, we're reading this great book called Napoleon's Buttons. Oh yeah. And we, we just started it. The first chapter is about pepper and um nutmeg and cloves and so like there are these different molecules these chemical mm -hmm. molecules in there that like makes your mouth burn and different things like that so my son's sitting there building all the different molecules and really having a good time with it so that's been like the biggest hit um and now he wants a bigger molecular model you know uh, <laughs> model kit so i have to see like eh, do i want to order this or not but um so that was kind of the biggest hit last week. And, and they've been really, really enjoying that. So yeah, nice. it's been fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun. So yeah, school's going well. When you don't have a lot to report, I think <laughs> That's those are good, good days. <laughs> <laughs> if it seems like, like nothing weird or exciting is happening, that's like, those are what I call good days. <laughs> The things are just marching along. And... Exactly right. Exactly right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we said today that we were going to talk about toddlers. Now, before we do, I want to do a little commercial break here and let you know <laughs> that I think we're now on iTunes, right? There was we one are. little thing that was holding us back from we being in it. like, yep. So now you can go to the um, Apple podcast app and or anything else that pulls from itunes i'm not really sure how yeah, all that works i know that we most were... yeah it is most podcast apps pull from itunes so now that we're there you should be able to find us pretty much anywhere you get podcasts and catch replays or old episodes yep there fun fun right so if you miss us, we love for you to come and join us on YouTube because you can comment and ask us any questions or anything like that. And we can chat with you. But if you miss us and you just want to listen, um, you can certainly do that on the go in your podcast app. So yeah, that yes. was my little commercial. Nice. And now we're going to talk about, so how old is your youngest again, Misty? Like my oldest eight? is going to be nine next week. Okay. So we have one more year yeah. until so you're everyone's young. in double Nine. digits. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so it's been a few years since both of us have had toddlers, but I think that we can probably, even though we've blocked a lot of it out, <laughs> <laughs> we can probably remember what it's like to homeschool with toddlers. 
<laughs> I had uh, I was with a group of moms from church the other day, and one of them, someone asked one of them a question. She said, "I don't know. I had babies. I didn't really make memories during that time because I wasn't sleeping." <laughs> like that is so true. <laughs> yep. Yep. Busy, busy. So for us, I will say that my situation with homeschooling with toddlers was that at the time I had a toddler. So I think we can agree. I think you and I, Misty, would both agree that things get easier when you have your youngest is four. Yes. Yes. Three yeah. is actually one of the harder ages to homeschool with. Yes. Yeah. Things are totally hard <laughs> with three-year-olds. Um from the time they start moving, like nine yes, or 10 like, months, the time they start pulling up, they can get off the blanket that you lay them on. Everybody's like, oh, I have like a brand new baby. Homeschooling's going to be hard. And I'm like, mm, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the year after it's going to be hard. I mean, if you could just kind of like zombie through it with little sleep, the first year is actually easier than the second year. Um, and then you they, know, they feel like all surfaces have to be empty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but from that until about age four, those are kind of the tougher years. And for me, you know, by the time my youngest was four, my oldest was only seven. Mm. So, you know, it was still, and so this is, I think like the point I want to make before I turn it over to Misty and she can really give us <laughs> out of what made this work. <laughs> but um, the point I want to make is if that is you, if your oldest is seven and you are like frustrated and worried about things because you have toddlers, don't be because your oldest is seven. And I know you feel like you should be doing a lot of stuff and like, am I not doing enough? And I'm really worried about this. But when your oldest is only seven, don't worry, you know, do a few minutes every day, be consistent with a few minutes. And when I say a few minutes, I really do mean like under an hour. You know, it can even be at a few times during the day. You don't even have to do it all in one spot. Um, but do things, small things, and be good with it. And then, you know, enjoy living life together and include the toddler in that. And that, um, you know, that covers a lot of ground when you're in the situation that I was in. Yeah. Yeah. So what if the situation is slightly different though, Misty, and you've got maybe like a 12 or 13 year old with toddlers? Yeah. Um, Things we can do there. I know when it, you have to have the priorities clear, that is helpful because, you know, if there's a, you know, 10 to 12 year old and a toddler, there are probably also several in between there. And so, you know, the six, seven, eight-year-old, really, if they're doing, you know, they're getting a lot from what's going on. So I focused mostly on the older two who I combined as much as I could. And, um, you know, 10 minutes of phonics two or three times a week was what the middle children got. <laughs> And you know, and they still learned to read. They did. They still learned to read. Some of them <laughs> learned to read without me. <laughs> I mean, that's what it seemed like. One it doesn't learned, always happen, but yeah. No, no. One of them needed more phonics, and 
then the younger one kind of actually learned to read before the older one. <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> it happens. But um, yeah, when I had, you know, seven, eight year old and a toddler, then I was also pregnant. So there was really like no energy or oomph. But we did a lot of audiobooks or things like geo puzzles, which is like their geography puzzles where the puzzle pieces are the shape of the countries and you put them together to form the continents. And so, you know, that and audiobooks and a really short morning time, like a 15 minute morning time, was school. Um, yeah. With a little bit of reading practice. Even, you know, sometimes a little bit of math, but math was also hit or miss during some of those times. And it, um, it all worked out. <laughs> you can play catch up the next year. Um, the toddler, you know, the kids learn from having younger siblings too. And so I, sometimes I think a lot of moms struggle with um, the school day not being like a school. Because, right. you know, they want the whole time to be all focused work. And that just doesn't happen when there are younger kids. And as someone who was homeschooled, and I'm the oldest, and there were seven. So <laughs> I actually always lived with someone four or under, except for two years I was away at college until oh, wow. five years ago <laughs> when my oldest <laughs> aged out. So like I've pretty much lived with a toddler most of my life. <laughs> Wow, that's true. That's crazy. <laughs> so God I can bless I you, Missy Winkler. <laughs> I had expectations going into it that, like, I knew what life with toddlers was like. So I didn't expect to homeschool with a set, focused table time for several hours a day. It was right. here and there. It was practicing reading aloud while I'm nursing counts as school. Um, yes. Someone else reading aloud counts, which includes audiobooks. Um, five to 10 minutes of phonics is enough. You know, it adds up. You don't need to have a whole huge session to get someone reading. And if they yeah, aren't reading just, till they're eight, it doesn't or 10. Yeah. Can I say something? Because the point of phonics is for somebody to be able to read. And so, you know, like, five minutes a day over the course of the long haul and, and, and you know, they're reading, well, then you've, you've met the goal and the same mm -hmm. with spelling and the same with math. It's not to clock as many hours as you can. It's to reach the end goal, which is a kid who can read, a kid who can multiply and divide and add, and a kid who can spell or write a composition. And if you can get there the fast and easy way, oh my goodness, get there the fast and easy way. Yeah, you know, for sure, so, or the slow and tiny chunks or whatever. So, yeah. Well, and besides copy work, I didn't do any writing with my kids till they were 10. Till 10 years so, old is, yep. Yep. So, that is exactly right. Yeah. We were mostly out of that toddler. Those are really intense years. And the kids, the older kids who are doing school with a toddler underfoot, are learning all kinds of wonderful character lessons that are going yep. to reap as much fruit in their lives as knowing math. <laughs> so just go with that 
and and know that they are learning how to not be the center of the universe, how to get yep. along with other people and be flexible and uh, work in a non-quiet environment. And all of those are skills that are going to benefit them their whole lives. So um, oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff is going on besides the actual school lessons that count. Yeah, I'm going to throw my youngest under the bus and tell you that <laughs> like he, of all of them, he is the one that cannot work in a non-quiet environment. He is the one like if the sister's like way in the other room working on piano or something like that. He's the one who like wants me to make everything quiet so he can get his work done. And there may be some sensory issues going on there, but like the rest of them are able to roll with it a lot more. And that probably comes from the fact that he was the one making a lot of noise when they were little trying to get to school. <laughs> Okay, so Nancy has a comment here. She says, my 10-year-old is jealous that the toddler doesn't have to do schoolwork. <laughs> yeah, I got just laugh at the 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I got a few words for you here, Nancy. It's suck it up, buttercup. So <laughs> I think the 10-year-old needs to be reminded that when you were a toddler, you didn't have to do schoolwork either. Nobody was making you do schoolwork when you were a toddler. So why in the world would I make the toddler do schoolwork? So other than that, there are benefits to being the oldest and there are responsibilities. And this is one of those responsibilities. And then I might try to, you know, every once in a while, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'd have to sneak in benefits, but I would just remind them when they were getting one. Hey, yeah. this is one of those benefits you get for being older. So yeah. Yeah. But mostly it's just suck it up. Because yep. <laughs> so, it's probably even, not so much about the toddler not doing schoolwork as the fact that he he has to. <laughs> There's yes. adjustment. He or she. Yeah. Yep. 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 Very much so. Yep. I even have suck it up buttercup on a pillow. Did you know that? I have a throw pillow with it on there. <laughs> We, I keep it on my bed and my husband gets mad when I make the bed and put it on his side of the bed. <laughs> so just depending on how I'm feeling that day, like sometimes I'll be real sweet and put it on my side. And sometimes I put it on his. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have it embroidered on a, on a throw pillow that we keep That's in our room. <laughs> I saw it on a bumper sticker a couple of weeks ago and I thought of you, I was like, oh, there, there reminds me of Pam. <laughs> goodness. You know, I really probably do not say that, that to my kids very often. You know, it's just, but it is kind of my motto. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, um, you know, there are just tons of tips for toddlers. And if you were to Google, you know, what do you do with toddlers uh, during your school day, you're going to come up with all kinds of stuff. And um, keeping them close to you, can sometimes be a really good thing. If you have a safe place that they can play like a playroom next door or on the floor in the living room, that can also be a really good thing. I think it was probably when my youngest was three that he started wandering out the back door. We mm -hmm. had a fenced backyard, you mm -hmm. know, completely fenced backyard. There was nothing really in there that he could get into. And I could see him from the window where we were sitting and doing school. And so if he wanted to go, I let him go. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I could just keep an eye on him out the window in that fenced backyard. So that's something uh, if you got a safe place like that, there were no like farm implements or anything laying around <laughs> back there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We didn't make the toddlers. They didn't have to sit at the table during most of the things for the most part, they could wander. I, we have a lot of memories of a toddler just like prancing around the room or the next room over during morning time. Yep. And you know, that was where having a shared morning time binder or some things on recording during morning time really helped because morning time could keep going. If I had to go pick up a fussy baby and put him in bed. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's good. That, and I often talk about uh, Misty's morning time binder and how, you know, the older kids could be, you know, could be trained to keep it going. And that is something you have to teach the older kids because when you get up and walk out of the room, they're not just going to do that out of the kindness of their heart. That's something you have to teach them how to do. <laughs> That's true. So it helps when you have an oldest who, you know, loves to be in charge. So then you say, okay, if I have to go do this, like it's your job to keep it going. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, little like finger foods, any kind of thing oh, like yeah. that, strapping them in. Anytime you could utilize meal time or snack time to get some things done, that's a good thing. And then uh, quiet time in the afternoon. Now, the jury's out on whether or not you as a mom should do things while your young children nap. There are a lot of people who are like, (laughs) no, I need that break, I need that break. Then there are people like me who are like, nothing makes me feel better than checking something off my list. I would rather do that than uh, get a break. So I'm gonna use that time and make that happen. So do whatever works best for your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then busy boxes that, you know, you hear this idea all the time, but put a few things in a few different boxes that only come out during school time, change it up often, you know. Um, and you know, it's great when they get older because then they wanna kind of be like the big kids. Yes. And that's where it's like, don't put anything serious there that they actually <laughs> have to do but give them options, which to them look like big kid work that they can do. I printed off lots and lots of copies of your number pages for math. Yes. They want math too. It's like, well, here, play with the blocks. Here's a number page, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And we can link to those fun number poems and number pages. And Dawn was saying she needed a nap and Dawn did a great job. Everybody did quiet time for years and years in her house. Um, And so, and she took a nap every day. So, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully some of those toddler tips helped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. So next week, Misty, I do not remember what we were talking about. Let's see. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick here. I know that you had some great ideas. Here we go. Uh, Well, it's going to be November next month. It'll be November 1st. And you had the November slump. It's a thing. Yes, it is. Talk about that. Talk about getting ready for that slump and how maybe you can uh, slump proof yourself 
just mm-hmm. a little bit coming up in the month of November. So yeah, that sounds great. So we'll be on Misty's channel next week. So come over there to find us. We would love to see you. And Misty, what's the link for getting an email notification an hour before we go live? Yes, I got it wrong last week. <laughs> it is <laughs> scolaisisters.info slash lounge. Okay, so Scully Sisters, L-O-U. I, lounge is a hard word for me to spell. It, there we go. <laughs> yes, and I will try to send it at the right time next week because I sent it out two hours ahead and it said in one hour. So it was a little. A little off. Those a time zones, they'll get you every time. Ca- they'll get you every time. So, all right. Well, that sounds great. Well, we will see you next week. We are so happy when you come and join us and be sure to sign up to get that email notification and uh, check us out if you need to listen to the replay on a podcast app. And until then, we'll talk to you later.